Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey, everyone. I am Eric. This is my wife, Julie. What's up? We are Blended Life. And tonight we have an interesting quirk. During all of this (laughs) COVID-19 thing, ordering food's the thing to do. And we (laughs) ordered food like an hour and a half ago and it's still not here. So when you hear the dogs go crazy and start barking, that means our food's here. And one of us are going to have to go get it. Who's it going to be? I don't know. We'll rock, paper, scissors for it. Right now or later? (laughs) No, we'll do it later. What's tonight's topics? We have a bunch. Everyone wrote in, yes. which I'm grateful for. Thank you, guys. Um, a lot happening out there in blended families right now. So you know what? We'll Before we even get in the topics, everyone that's listening to this, I always tell you at the end of the podcast, but if you guys are just so nice and loving this podcast, not so far, but the previous ones. Because <laughs> <laughs> this you guys, one's really rough. Would you guys mind leaving those thumbs ups, those... Um, uh, what do you call them? The the reviews, the five-star reviews that everyone leaves on iTunes and all those, they help us out a lot and we appreciate all of them. <laughs> Anyways, back to the programming. <laughs> we have COVID brain. Yes, I kind of do. Yeah. I'm always, what day is it? Like 40? We were talking about something. that today. We were shooting church for this weekend and yeah. it was like, uh, what is today? And, I don't know. Yeah. And a few of us like couldn't figure it out for like uh, probably like, like sol- the day of the week. Like, what day yeah, probably for like a solid 30 seconds. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Thursday. Yeah. Okay. It's Thursday. It wasn't me even who suggested that it was Thursday. It was oh one of the gosh. smarter, brighter, more talented people. Anyways. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, um, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how long this is going to go on. Right. I hear that things aren't even going to be up and running until January 1st now. Like, school's out till January, church's out till January, um, People wedding venues know what are out, about. you know. Oh. I'm going to start reading it. Doesn't okay. Merit- oh. <laughs> All right. So, we're just going to go through our topics. Um, and the first one is, does a, re- does a marriage certificate make a blended family real? All the feels of living together without the actual commitment. And I'm going to read someone who... Um, wrote in on this topic, like why this is even what we're discussing. Um, So this person says, I'm looking for some advice. Currently, my significant other and I have been together for three years and have lived together for about a year and a half. We did things a little backwards and have tried to blend our family before getting married. My significant other is not exactly in a place to get married, And we have agreed to wait a little longer. 
but it's difficult because I feel like I'm confused, and so are the kids. What are you? We never have the dogs in here during podcasts, and the littlest one is licking my feet. (laughs) (laughs) And it tickles. (laughs) He's not laughing at the question. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. So continuing on. We're showcasing puppies tonight. This is Puck. That's Puck. He's licking my feet. Um, Hi, everyone, Puck. Oh, my goodness. There's Chip. So she said, um, she goes, I feel like I am confused, and so are the kids. Maybe they don't see us as an actual family because we aren't married. I don't want to be a reason. I don't want to be a reason to push my significant other to get married now because I want it to be at the right time. I feel like I'm not allowed to relate to other blended families since we are technically not one on paper. And I responded to her saying that we would discuss this tonight, and she was grateful for that because she wanted to hear what we had to say. But then she went on to say, like, she doesn't feel like she can have an opinion. She doesn't feel like, you know, she has a right to even the feelings that she's having and the struggles that she's having because she's not a wife or an actual stepmother. She's just like a live-in girlfriend. But she is invested, sounds like. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like we have a lot to say on this yeah. subject. Yeah. What would you tell her? Um, it's or I mean, like I said, you're invested. That's all right to have an opinion and thoughts. You know what? What do you think? Do you not agree? Like, do you think a marriage certificate changes things? Like, do you think <sighs> that a marriage certificate gives you the right to suddenly have feelings and an opinion no. and to be a blended family? Like, do you have to have a marriage certificate to be a blended family? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I know you'll think differently, but <laughs> um, no, I don't. I think that you can, and you should, especially in a blended family, start building those relationships and start building those feelings and make sure that it's going to work before you actually do things legally. You know, now some things are going to be different and some things can't be the same without having that marriage certificate, you know, but feelings are feelings and you're entitled to them. Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, I think that people really jump into things and, um, you know, I think that we thought it was important to live together to see how we all interacted under the same roof. I mean, you have to see if personalities are going to mesh. You have to see what your parenting styles are. There's a lot to figure out um, before you get married. And there's nothing wrong with investing the time before you get married to see like Eric said, if it's going to work or not, or even to see if it struggles, like you might not even know that you have a breaking point that you have. You might not even know there's a non-negotiable out there that you haven't even thought of because you've never been experienced. You don't know what you can live with and what you can live without until you're in it. So I would not beat yourself up about not feeling like you're a blended family. Um, But I would take it as an opportunity to really see if like, if things don't change right now, can you deal with this for the rest of your life or the rest of your kids' lives under your roof? Yeah, and some of the things don't show up right away. You move in together and all of a sudden, 
you know, things. It's an adjustment period. It takes a while. People have to relax into life. We still figure things out, you know. We've been living together now for years, you know, and there's still, he's hiding from the camera, and there's still little things that show up and that we have to work through. And I think that's just part of relationships, and I think that's part of marriage in general. You know, if marriage was so easy, it wouldn't be a topic, and there wouldn't be divorce. Yeah. It's it's not an easy thing. And blended families are 10 times harder because there's just so many cooks in the kitchen, so many moving pieces. You know, you have to figure out your place in your blended family, and that looks different for everyone. Right. You know, and if you matched yourself up with another man or woman and their kids, your place would probably look different than it is stands now in your current situation. So you can't even compare, you know, your family or yourself or your step parenting to other people. It's really hard because it's, it's the, it, everybody has to find their own way and every dynamic clicks a little differently. Um, but I will say I kind of, you know, at some point you will know, like if you're cohabitating and you're living together, but you're not ready to get married yet, you know, this was our situation where I was finally ready. It was like five years and I was like, either we need to do this or not. Like for me and my morals and values and like what I wanted out of life. Yeah, that was eating you alive. It was eating me alive. Like, I just didn't feel like it was right anymore. Well, like, and you also felt like it was confusing the kids, which you were she completely She said, right. too, on this. Yeah. Well, it's just like we're teaching them about commitment, but we're not committed. Right. You know, and it's, we do believe, we you know, we believe in marriage. It'd be different if we didn't believe in marriage and we didn't value marriage and we didn't value that form of commitment, then no problem. If that's something that you value... Um, you kind of, you know, at some point you will have a breaking point and you kind of got to figure out when that is, but I appreciate not wanting to back someone into a corner, right? Like you don't want to get, Puck has this to say. You want to come to a club where people wear on each other? (laughs) Yes, Puck would like to. It's kind of club Puck would like to go to. Oh my gosh. But, um. I I empathize with her because you you're not technically a stepmom but you're expected to be the stepmom. You know you, you want the you want the all the responsibility but none of the ti- you don't have the title. You know it's like Completely. being a vice president of the company but no power. <laughs> but no power. You know. Right. But in reverse like you're expected to do everything but you're not valued or honored enough to be given that commitment and that title and I think for a lot of people that eats away at them you know because if there are all these expectations built into your role you know well then why am I not being honored and put there you know what I mean yeah yeah you know and it could be for so many reasons too why you're not getting married you know is he afraid of marriage you know is there some type of Maybe his divorce isn't final. Maybe the divorce isn't final. Maybe he had a terrible divorce and he's a little gun shy now, you know? I felt like that for a long time. You know, it's kind of like, man, you know. Do I really want to do this again? And it's not that you don't want to. It has nothing to do with her, probably. It's just that it's a it's a lot of trauma, you know? It's not an easy thing. Divorce is not an easy thing. And hey, there's a chip chip. And, you know, it's not anything that anyone wants to go through. And 
you know, second time around, you know, maybe he's just like, man, I'm going to make sure that this is everything that it's cracked up to be. Yeah. So I think you guys have to, I think if this is you and you're in this situation, I think you just have to keep talking about it. I think you have to let the other person know how much it means to you. You know, you can't force someone into it. You can't bully them into it. You certainly don't want to get married off an ultimatum, right? That's not sexy and romantic. Um, But I also think you do have to sit and know your limits and know your values and know when it's done. You know, there's nothing wrong with figuring out what your boundaries are. Um, And hopefully they align, you know, and sometimes people need a minute to figure it out. Um, But I just would give grace to yourself and you're allowed to feel like Eric said, you can feel feel. what you feel and your struggles are any different because you don't have the title, right? If you're doing step parenting duties and you have those dynamics in your home, yeah. You have those dynamics in your home, that, title it, or not. It is you what know? it is, yeah. So um, it's more of like, we. I cannot even talk I'm right now. I'm not letting now. him yawn. Every time he goes to yawn, I put my finger oh in his mouth. Oh my gosh, if you guys are listening to our podcast and not watching you it. Think we're crazy. We both have we our dogs on our laps right now and they're so distracting. They're kind of, oh, oh, he got one out, I think. Oh my gosh. Um. So um, on Instagram... Oh, she, someone says, as a stepmom, I wish my stepkids recognized me on Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. That I know, would be we, nice. That That's a nice thing. That's a nice thing. To recognize mother, stepmother, and it's still mother, grandmother. It's, you know, just not mother effers. I know. Mother's Day Don't and Father's them. Day is a touchy subject. I know for me as a kid, I hated, I hated Father's Day. Father's Day for me as a kid was the worst I'm just giving you guys the kids' perspective because maybe that will extend, you know, you have a different point of view. If you're not a kid that's a stepchild and you never have been, it's kind of hard to understand that. But Father's Day was this like the worst day for me because I had my biological father who could give two shits. Two of them. Only two, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was just... Um, I never got to build like a really strong bond with my step, my biological father, you know, we weren't ever really close. And so every time I, and then my stepfather, you know, we weren't really close either. We didn't have that father daughter bond. So I had two men in my life that I never really connected with as like a, a father daughter situation. And so father's day was always tricky because I'd have to go card shopping and I'd have to pick up some like. Like a funny card, you know, all the touching, loving, awesome Licking. cards, you know, I couldn't get <laughs> because they weren't relevant. So and I, here's what we did last year. And so I, I just, I just sometimes for kids, it's hard because even if you, if the parents want the kids to feel a certain way towards them, you know, kids may not be there regardless if you're doing everything and you're, you're wonderful or not you know it's it's kids don't want to be disingenuous I think kids are very real and keep them that way kids are very real it isn't until we get older we learn survival of the fittest and we learn like oh manipulation and lies and you know say what they want to hear you know um that's a learned thing and so I think that kids tend to go more towards genuine so I think Mother's Day and Father's Day 
for kids and blended families, it just fucking sucks. Wow. Because you don't want to hurt feelings. You feel allegiant to one parent, you know, and so if you celebrate the other, the step parent, you know, you kind of feel like you're going to get in trouble or you feel guilty about that on some level, or you feel disingenuous to celebrate anyone because you don't have those feelings. Like, if you're a step parent, understand that the kids are probably equally like confused and wishing that it was, you know, like I'm sure it's it's not a fun holiday, I don't think. Like I mean, yes, you it's Why are you for still kids talking or, about Mother's Day. Yeah. And the dog's just been hanging out. So you say What so, we did last year and we've talked about this before on some of our earlier podcasts, but um it is a hard thing for some kids, you know, especially if they do have a very present real biological mother or biological father. Like those are hard days for them. So what we did last year is my son got you a card that didn't say number one mom or, you know, best mother in the world or anything like that. What did it say? It said, you know, it basically just said, thanks for always being there for me. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything that was going to take, the spotlight from his biological mother. It was basically a card that was from him to you and said everything that needed to be said. You know, it was, it was thoughtful. It was kind. It was thanking you, you know, it probably said he loved you in it, whatever. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't calling out those fake or those false narratives, you know, like number one, mom, best mom in the world. Thanks for being my mom. You know, it, it's, basically just gratitude towards you and it worked out really good because he felt confident in that and it was something nice it was a nice gesture towards you you know and you enjoyed it so it just it's a win-win so that's a that's one of those things that people can do to help their kids through and encourage them I mean you might not get along with the other mom you know at this time of year but encourage them when they go there to be on their best behavior you know Did you get your mom something, you know, do you need to encourage relationships because it's only going to make your kid better rounded and well-behaved. Yeah. You know, and I think that if you're a step parent really yearning for a card or acknowledgement on Mother's Day or Father's Day, know that it would mean more if it wasn't forced upon, right? Like For for me, I would rather get nothing because I know what I do, you know, I know I, I'm confident in my place and my role in my family, but I, it would mean more to me for my stepchildren someday to be like, Hey, thanks for being there, you know, versus like, we got to go get your stepmom a card and this is what's expected. You know, I mean, that's sweet. And yes, it's nice to be acknowledged, but It's it's way more beautiful if your kids do it on their own and it's not forced. And that might take a lot of patience, right? That might take years. That might take time. Um, But God, I just, I hate, I mean, Mother's Day and Father's Day is great. But I don't think that it is. I'll be back. (laughs) Eric's going to go get food. Um, I just think it's a, it's such a hard holiday. And you know, why is there not step parents day? You know, why can't we celebrate everyone? Um, I know there's Step Family Day, which I think is weird. I just, I don't know, celebrate birthdays, and that's that. Um, 
Uh, Jillian says, I find this so hard when you have an ex that is that has cheated and is with that partner. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, we have that in our situation too. Um, I won't say in which one just because I, you know, but. I don't know what we ordered. Thanks. But that looks like fun for you. It is. I'm back, you guys. I got Thai iced tea, everyone. So Jillian said that she finds it hard when you have an ex who cheated and is with that partner. Oh, yeah. And now we need to celebrate that partner. Yeah, Yeah, no. I'm like, oh, we understand that. I totally, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see which one of us understands it, but I know, like, it's... It's not fun, but you know what? Eventually, eventually the wounds heal, and Mm -hmm. it doesn't hurt anymore. You know, and it's only, how's that drink going? Oh. <laughs> We're a mess tonight, you guys. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, it'll, it, it won't be like that forever. So if this is a fairly new thing, and by fairly new, I mean, happened in the last five, six years, you know, it takes a little while to really start to soften up. So And if hope. you don't, I mean, just even if you don't soften up and it just doesn't bug you anymore, and it might always bug you, I think that's okay. It, yeah, why wouldn't it bug it you? It would I bug mean, you forever. Yeah, it could, but it's not going to bug you to the right. point it keeps you up at night. Well, and here's the thing, because I have to say, most people, a lot of people, are irked by this person, their spouse, their ex-spouse decide to marry, okay? The step-parents... It is such a hard pill to swallow and there's just so much like that you don't agree with and and it just rubs you the wrong way, but you have to just see how the kids are treated. So when I get pissed off and I could go into a long saga about why my kid's step parent isn't my favorite person in the world, you know, by any means, there's a lot of drama, a lot of history there. You know, I always come back to that she is honoring to my kids. My kids love her. She takes care of them. She treats them well. Um, They're in a loving household. You know, it isn't a violent or, you know, I have to look at the environment and I have to look at how my kids are treated. And that trumps anything else that I feel personally towards this woman. You know, and and so in your situation, too, I think that your son gets along with and buddies up a little bit with his stepdad. Yeah. And, you know, he's treated well by his stepdad. Right. And so I think that trumps, like, any ill will we might have with personal vendettas. And I think that that is where you have to just, your mindset has to be when you work yourself up about how fucking horrible it is. Give me a heads up next time. You know, I just think you have to look at the kids and and then if the kids are being treated like shit, you know, you know, I don't really have words for that. So you definitely have words for that. (laughs) Natalie says my kid's stepmom tells my kids that they have two mommies and it puts my kids under so much pressure. I see it on their faces and it kills me. Um, Yeah. So that shit is That's not fair. Not fair. And you know, I was so growing up, I was forced to call my stepmom mom. Like when it was told to me, like, no, when you're in this home, Can we you tell will a funny call story? her mom. And it, I was always, even as an adult, I always, it, it, it pushed me farther away and it, I did it because I had to, but 
it always was like never sat well with me, especially as I grew up. Like it didn't allow me to embrace her, even if it was like took that choice away from me. Um, and it never sat well with me as a kid. So know if that's happening that, you know, kids don't respond well to that. And it might be a rule in the house and you can't really do anything about it, but they know who their mom is, right? Like I knew who my mom was and it wasn't that person. Did you know who's your daddy? <laughs> was a funny story. Um, the birthing stories. <laughs> Can we talk about that? What birthing stories? In the other house. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. That not only were you forced to call oh. her mom. Everyone would like to hear this. The audience would like something fun. Okay. This so is this, fun, is, you guys. this is not fun. But yeah. I remember being a kid. And so I had to call my stepmom mom, right? And then we, I'd be out as a kid and like, you know how groups of moms talk about like birthing stories and like, oh, and I, you know, they'd always be like, oh, your daughter's so cute, whatever. And she'd be like, oh, thanks. And then she'd like recount birthing stories of me. Right. How wild is that? Like totally like, so, like I was her daughter and she gave birth to me and, um, it was a complete mind fuck as a kid, right? Like it's, it didn't just the minute, but kids are smart. Like I knew it was wrong and I knew, but I didn't want to get in trouble. So I didn't say anything, but it's very confusing. Um, but then that's the kind of person she, my stepmom was. Um, so someone writes, I would prefer to spend a part of Mother's Day with just my biological children and celebrate being a stepmom on a different day. Yeah. I mean, I, would agree with that. I don't we think kinda, there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, and we kind of do that anyways because being a blended family. And all parents are present and accounted for yeah, for our kids. So my kids will be with their parents and your kids will be with us. And that's how it'll go. Yeah, that's so like Father's Day, you always have yours. Yeah. And, you know, my kids' dad have. Th that's kind of how it works. But we don't celebrate Step Parents Day in our home. I don't think it's necessary. I'm not so, you know, I think if I, it might be different if we each didn't have our own children. You know, I think our own children fulfill that need for the spotlight or the acknowledgement. You know what I'm trying to say? If not, the dogs do. Yeah. Like our kids fulfill that, like we know we're loved and needed and wanted and appreciated. You know, our kids give us that. And then being a step parent, we see more as a support for each other um and we kind of let the let the biological parent in the house run the show for their own kids but you guys already know this so I don't think there's like we don't have this need I don't need a special day I don't feel like you need a but to each their own if you need that then have that time with your with your there's nothing wrong with taking your step children out and having a celebration of any sort for sure green yarn day let's go get jiggy with it wow no 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 let's wrap ourselves in green nah, nah. yarn and, and cellophane. Escape and cellophane. Head first. Oh, so she, so someone says, um, bio mom always dumps the kids on us on Mother's Day, and I don't get that special time with my own kids. That's so weird. Uh, you know, we've had that happen once, though, on Father's Day. Really? Yeah. I don't remember this. I believe so. I don't either remember that or, either this. That, either that or it was birthday. Maybe a birthday. I don't, but it was like. Wouldn't you want your kids? It was Anyways, a birthday. Was. I remember this because, yes, 
because birthdays are a big deal to me. Kind of like, you know, Mother's Day is a big deal to people. Kind of like Christmas is a big deal to little kids. Yes. I feel like birthdays are your day to do whatever you want. You want the kids. You don't want the kids. You want a massage. You want ice cream licked off your toes, you know. The dogs are down. So, I'm, you know, anyway, so... What was, I had a point here. Oh, so the birthday thing. Yes, my ex doesn't care about birthdays. So he would rather not have the kids and go do something he likes to do that doesn't, you know, on his birthday. Or he used to be like that. (laughs) He hasn't done that in a while. Jessica says she believes in spending Mother's Day away from her husband and kids. They get most of the attention all the other days. Oh, there you go. To each their own. Yeah. So I would say if you want to spend time with your biological children... Then maybe half do that. Like tell your spouse, like, hey, take your kids. I'm gonna take mine, you know, and then we'll meet up with you guys for dinner. And hopefully you have an understanding and supportive spouse who need, who knows like how important it is to be able by like it's a special bond with you and your biological children children. And I don't think you should be made to feel guilty about that. I don't think you should be made to feel ashamed about that. And I don't think that you should be with somebody who can't appreciate that. Which is why it would be hard to be with somebody who wasn't also a parent. Right? Yeah. What are you doing to your mic? You're like holding it. I'm waiting for you to break out in like chorus. <sighs> I know. I'm kind of like, I just want to hold it okay, real then. tight. With my hands. Should I, use, should I get the button ready? <laughs> um, but that sucks. That's weird. Maybe she wants, maybe this mom who, biological mom who just drops the kids off is just wanting a day to herself. Um. That's all. I just can't imagine that. I would fr- I would not ever want to spend a Mother's Day without my kids. I'm already freaking out that I only have like three more before my son's gone. Well, in, And I don't know if I'll see him ever it, again. And this Mother's you know. Day is kind of a weird one. Yeah. How come? So, you guys, this is kind of interesting. This Mother's Day is actually my daughter's birthday. So it's kind of, it's, it's fun because it's full, full circle. Like the reason I'm a mom and I have Mother's Day is because I gave birth to my daughter. So for both to fall on the same day is pretty So neat. poetic. It's so poetic. Oh my gosh. Yes, it is. Yes. Can you hear the gremlins under the table? Mm-hmm. That's really neat. So this Mother's Day is going to be fun. Um, did you know there's an official step Mother's Day? It's a Sunday after Mother's Day. It's an official donuts day too. National donut day. It's one of my favorite days of the year. No, I never knew there was an official stepmother's day. But now that I know, thank you. I will post about that. That's cool. Yeah. I feel like you have in the past. Have you not? I don't think so. I don't know. It'd be one of those that like popped up on your calendar. You're like, oh, hey, I feel like you did last year. Maybe. But But I don't, I didn't readily know that. So thank you for sharing that. Um, So you guys. Stepmother's Day is the day out the Sunday after Mother's Day, which makes oh. sense. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. So I hope you guys all have a great Mother's Day. If we don't, we'll talk to you next week though. We before definitely Mother's will. Day. All right. Good moving on. How to handle different personalities amongst the kids in the home. What boundaries should be set to help prevent and navigate conflict? So this person writes in and says, Hey guys. Just wanted to start with a big thank you. You both are saving our relationship right now. That's very sweet. It's cool to hear. Long story short, we're in the UK. I have a 10-year-old from my marriage that 
looking back should just shouldn't have gotten that far. And my partner has a nine-year-old from a previous relationship. The biggest problem we are facing at the moment is blending the kids, mainly my child. He seems to have a real hard time with my spouse's stepchild or my spouse's child. Did you practice reading this first? No. I'm just, it's, there's, I'm just. You're flowing, man. You're I'm going. not. Are you so confused? Yes. Do I need to start over? No. <laughs> so basically his son and her daughter are having a hard time blending. Yeah. Because I his son is very like to himself. Okay. And doesn't really want to be engaged. You know, he, his son was never socialized with other kids when he was younger. And so the, you know, his stepdaughter is very social and wants to always play and engage with his we son. We can relate to this a lot. Yeah. And they're having a time blending those two kids. It's just the four of them. Um, and so he says, don't get me wrong. They can play amazing together and generally get on really well. But a lot of the time he wants to do his thing and she wants to play with him. And right. that's when the trouble starts. So they're wanting us to talk about that and says, thanks again. We're both going through your podcasts listening last night in the hot tub. Oh, nice. Well, we're so jealous. And thank you guys for being here with us. We appreciate you. Yeah. Um, we have some kids that are like that. You take it away. Well, I don't want to take it too far away, but um, two of our kids are kind of like that growing up. Like your son likes to be by himself. He is very much a, I don't like saying loner because he's not a loner. He just, he prefers to be by himself. He's the most antisocial kid ever. I don't know about ever, but. Like, he just can't wait to leave the dinner table. You know, if we have people over, and he's always been this way. He just doesn't. It's nothing new. It's not like, oh, all of a sudden he's a teenager and wants nothing to do Mm -mm. with us. This is his personality and has been, you know, since he was in preschool playing with, you know, he had a hard time playing with other kids. You know, it just, he's always been, you know, his personality is just to keep to himself, to do his own thing. To not, he just doesn't engage with, with other people well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but very kind, very polite. Um, if you tell him he has to engage, he will. He's not like. Totally, He's not defiant or. Not a bit. You know, a jerk a or anything like that. Whereas my kid, my son, always wants to be playing, always wanted to be playing, and always wanted interaction. Let's go out. Let's do something. Let's build something. Let's get into something, whatever. And that caused, um, I wouldn't say major problems, but that, that caused a little bit of problems a few years back, you know, during like the eight, nine, 10, 11 year old stages, you know, yeah. because that's when kids want to be playing the most in using imaginations. And it was, uh, it was kind of a struggle, but yeah, what we did is not forced the kid who didn't want to hang out or play as much to always go out and play or always engage. But we made an effort to, especially you be like, you know what? You've been inside all day or you've been alone all day. You're going to get on your bike and you're going to, you know, ride down to the park and play, you know? And 
forcing the kids to come out of their comfort zone a little bit helps a lot because a lot of times the kids just need a push. They just need guidance, like our dogs. <laughs> There's... They're wrestling under the table. Yeah. So I have to keep picking one up. Yeah, it's true. Like, it's it's a fine line, you know, between honoring who your child is, you know, because it's, you don't want to make a kid who's already struggling feel bad about it. And especially, like, for my son, I don't know about these children here, but my son genuinely is wired that way. He cannot help it. You know, as much as he is forced to go out and do things, it's not going to change who he is and how he's wired. And so, it you know, it's, it's hard to, and it's hard to be parents in a household and feel like this is such a missed opportunity. Because it's like, don't, you know, we all see blended families and we're like, won't it be so great for our kids to be like, best friends and brothers and look out for each other and stick up for each other and get in trouble together. And you have this fantasy. I know I did. About your children? About our boys, like just being thick as thieves and, you know, having each other's backs. And when they're like 15, 16, 17, and and even when they're 20. It happens in some some families. You know, their personalities don't click. And, you know, for me, I was just like, dang it, it's such a missed opportunity for both of them. Like, I felt bad for my stepson, who I watched him try to engage and want so badly this relationship. You know, I felt bad for him. And then I'm also, like, feeling bad for my son, who's just like, I know he can't help it. He he genuinely can't help it. And it just... You know, so that comes to a point where it's just kind of you explain this, you explain to both, you know, I've explained to my son, like, he just wants to play. He just wants you in his life. Like, how awesome is it to have a brother? And for a kid that's not wired that way, it just falls flat, you know? And then my stepson, who had to be explained kind of like, this is just how he's wired. It has nothing to do with you. You're great. Like, you know, he's just this way. And... It's kind of a hard pill to swallow, but, you know, it's it's also you have to, it teaches kids to also respect each other, I guess. Like, you have to let kids be who they are, and, um, you know, I think that they have grown into a nice place where they both respect each other's personalities more now, and they right. both give each other space, and, you know, I see my son trying to engage because we've had these talks, and you know, that's that's sweet to see because I know it's so far out of his comfort zone to even ask a question. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of those things that you just can encourage, but you also can't force. So you just need to. Well, we also didn't force it to the point to where there is bitterness or yeah. resentment. You know, the, the kids all get along well. We never have arguing issues. No. Nope. Um, I mean, the. The biologicals might bicker back and forth a little bit here and there, but never anything that we can't handle or squash in a second, you know? Yeah. Um, and that uh, a big part of that is by teaching them to respect each other and each other's boundaries. Yeah. You know? And look, you know, blended families are a great opportunity for kids to learn about the real world. It's really all how you look at it. You know, you... Because, you know, you think about it, our kids are going to go out into the workforce, right? Our kids are going to go. We hope. <laughs> um, our kids are going to go have to deal with people they don't get along with, personalities they just don't click with. 
they have to learn to navigate that. And if they can do that in the comfort of their own home, I mean, it's not ideal. Like we wish we could be the beaver, leave it to beaver, <laughs> we wish beaver we could be family, the yeah. <laughs> you know, leave it to cleaver. What the fuck ever what? show that is, you know, like you wish you could be a Hallmark family, but Says. if you can't at least understand that the kids are going to learn valuable lessons that they can take with them in life, you know, you have to also have it perspectives, everything. So Jillian says, I have four kids and my boyfriend has three. Um, and I have one who's very in his own and he feels pressure to be with everyone. It's super hard. One girl and six boys. Outnumbered. Outnumbered. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. I feel like that's, it's just kids have to kind of be like, be let, you gotta let them be who they are. Yeah, you totally do. And not. For, uh, you have to force them sometimes, but not all the time. Don't try to change who they are. Try to get them to see all sides, and um, sometimes they're going to have to join in. Yeah. You know? So I don't know if that was any help, but that's our thoughts on that. Um, moving on to the next topic, coordinating pickup or drop-off. Okay, so this is something that we can both talk to. Oh, that's on Instagram. I can't mod that. Sorry. I know. I'm like, what is that? Um, coordinating pickup or drop off of the kids' items between homes, dealing with the intrusion of the other bio parent just showing up unannounced. Right. And I'm just going to, well, I don't even know if I need to read this, but basically, basically, bio mom for this family will just, will dis- maybe they will discuss with the kids first. That, hey, I'm dropping this off. Come meet me at the driveway. Or she'll call, like, on the kid's watch or something and be like, I'm here. Come down. I have stuff for you. Yeah. And then, so what happened in this family is they see the girls walking down the driveway and they're like, hey, 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 where are you going? Oh, mom's at the end of the driveway. And there was no heads up. There's no heads up. Yeah. And I feel like, and I'm like, that is very intrusive. Yes. And... I don't know. What do you think about that? You you deal. Yeah, we easily could have fallen into that trap. Um, It's nice to give a courtesy, even if you don't want to deal with the other parent. If you're going to bring something over to the kid or um, let's just let's just put it that way because you can't control the other family. Um, If I'm going to bring something over to one of my kids at the other house, I'm always like, hey, let your mom know. Um, I co-parent well with her that I'll, I'll text her and let her know like, Hey, I'm going to drop this off Mm -hmm. or whatever. And it's something that used to happen quite often, you know, at least once or twice a week. Um, we drop something off one or the other to each other and we give each other the heads up like, Hey, they want this or they need this, you know? Um, would you, when I get there, could you have them run out? You know? And it's just, it's a good line of communication. It's good co-parenting and, um, you can't control the other house but you can control your kids in that house. So maybe have the conversation with them. Don't get mad at them about it because ultimately they're listening to the other parent. So they aren't in control of that situation. And poor kids are so confused. That's they're what I'm like, saying. They're not in control of that situation. But let mom them know. told me to come. I'm going to go. But let them know, yeah. hey, if, you're gonna, if something like this is going to happen, please let us know before you leave the house because things can happen in, yeah. in that small little span, you know? 
Um, and the driveway's like down. It's not. It's not the end of the driveway. Like it's a long. There's they this. can't. Yeah, they yeah. can't see. Which isn't at safe. The end you of the know. Driveway. I mean, or it could it could potentially not be safe. Um, but so just ask your kids. Be like, one of our household rules is going to be that if you guys leave, you know, if you guys go down to the end of the driveway, you're going to let us know. You know, if mom's dropping something off or dad's dropping something off, whoever it is, please let us know ahead of time. Don't, yeah. You know, if you know they're coming, let us know. And if you're leaving, let us know. And just to have that line of communication. We, not the same situation, but we dealt with something like this over the last year, you know, where grandparents came by to pick up your son for breakfast one morning. And I was here watching the kids. You were gone somewhere. And I had no idea, but your son just takes off, you know, and it's not because he's like, I don't care. Stepdad doesn't need to know, but it's because grandma and grandpa are a safe place for him. So grandma and grandpa pull up and tell him that he's here or that they're here. And he runs out to the car and they take off. And I don't remember how it all went down, but it was like, uh, what, what happened? You know, like anything could have happened. Like, all of a sudden the kid's gone. I have no idea, you know, say the house starts on fire. I'm searching for this kid that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. You know? Uh, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons to it, but it wasn't him doing it maliciously to leave the house. It was just him obeying orders from someone that he's comfortable with. Right. So it, we just, we had a conversation. We talked to grandparents, we talked to the kids and we have an understanding that if you're going to leave the house, to go further than our, our driveway is not super far down, but if you're going to leave our yard, you know, if you're leaving further than we can see, you need to let one of the parents know in the house, you know, even if you're just going down the street. Yeah. We know. have that too. Kid took off on a bike and didn't say anything. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, I don't know where you went, where you're going, like yeah. when you're coming back, it's the same time. You don't st- have a phone. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's Kids just, are just in we, it's, it's our job to lay the rules yeah. down and let them know, like, come on. And that's it. You know, ultimately you have to have these talks with the kids. You can't. And I think that parenting and step parenting and co-parenting, it's like we're just redrawing boundary lines. We're all co-parenting. But it's like you can't even think of the boundary lines until they happen. You know, and so it gets frustrating. You're like, God, it's every day I'm drawing a new boundary. I'm having to like confront a new situation. And it's like you just can't make it up. Um, but you know, I also, I think that the kids also, if they, kids need to be taught responsibility. And this is something that actually my ex talked me or kind of had to teach me the hard way. Cause I'm a mom kind of like my mom was, we're like bail kids out, right? Like my kids need something. I'm happy to bring it to them. And my ex had to be like, look, I don't want you to do that anymore. They need to learn if they need you know, it used to be like schoolwork for my son because I would be like, gosh, it's so hard going between two houses with all this school stuff, you know, and then my ex was like, listen, like you need to allow him to learn responsibility. And so if that means he misses out on being able to do homework one night because he wasn't responsible and didn't remember to bring his math book to your house, he needs to learn that lesson. And I didn't love that because I thought, you know, it's all about control and, you know, you're just trying to control me and, and you're setting them up for failure, you know, and you're, and, and then I'm like, you know what though? Responsibility is a really good life lesson. It's a great lesson. Yeah. So that's true. Like kids also have to know that 
their reality is two homes. So they need to learn um, to remember to pack all the stuff up. And you can help your kids out. Like, do you have everything you need for dads? Do you have everything you need for moms? Um, you know, and I think that kids need to also have that responsibility put on them a little bit with each year they're in this that they have to remember and they miss out on stuff like oh well you know you forgot your favorite sweatshirt I'm so sorry you'll get it next time and then you start teaching them to remember also I think there's something about this instant gratification like she rolls up and she gets to see her kids and or she wants them to have something so she'll just drop it off and it's like this instant gratification and I'm like if if maybe that it gets left at the end of the driveway and then the kids don't get to see mom and you go get it when it's convenient for you to go to the end of the driveway and get it. Like if you take away that instant gratification, I think that this drive-by situation will happen less because there's nothing to gain from it. She doesn't get to see the girls. She doesn't. Is there something wrong with that though? What? Being able to see them. Being able, I don't, know. it's intrusive. Like if you're having an issue and you're feeling like this is an intrusive situation and you want it to is stop. Is that the intrusive part or is it the kids leaving without telling? I know? I would not be okay with your ex just coming over here whenever she wanted. For sure. No. For sure. No. I wouldn't be okay with my ex coming over here. No, I don't Whenever think, they want. I don't think that, is it happening that often though? I didn't get that out of it. You know, it didn't sound like it was, it sounded like it was just like uh, the kids need something here or there. Um, and I see both sides of it. I totally do. You know, if mom's just showing up just to show up every now and then because she misses the kids. or But wants I to think drop people are manipulative. Like, right. Like also provide for your kids in your own home. Well, the reason, I'm, know, even, the like reason I'm even talking about this is boundaries. because, <laughs> because you're kind of on the opposite side of that where it's like you're like why can't I see my kids if you know like ahead of time before school your kid you know your daughter gets dropped off so much earlier than before school starts and you used to go there and hang out with her for a little bit or your mom would show up early and help her with that's in a new, yeah but that's like a school that's not at someone's home right but my point is that's that it's not my time it's not your time it's not you know so leave them alone it's not your time blah 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 I'm not about the your time, my time thing. I'm just saying that I think your home is kind of an intimate, sacred place. And it is intrusive, kind of like with phone calls, like a hard lesson I had to learn is like when I found out that my talking to my daughter was making her cry and it ruined the rest of their night. Yeah. It was intrusive to their family time together. Right. You know, like. I didn't want that for her or them. Right. You know, they have a right to create their own bonds and have time without me there. If I wanted to be there, I should have stayed married to my ex and I could have been there all the time. I don't time. think that's what it's about, though. Um, but I just think... Because now the kids are shamed out of even being able to talk to you at all while they're there. And I don't think that's right either. Now, you know, it's just... There's fine lines there. And it's it's hard not to cross them. You yeah. know, just showing up out of the blue, not acceptable, you know. Um, right. And that's what was happening. Like, yeah. the uh, girls, that's why you just need, the to, they need to lay down the law with the kids. And if you can talk with the other parent, lay it down 
with the other parent, but you need to ultimately set the house rules to be, you know, mom and dad need to know before you, or stepmom and dad need to know before you go down. You know, you need to yeah, figure out Yeah, I a mean, way. or some, you know, um, the co-parenting collective on Instagram, um, they're probably on Facebook and everything else too, but they told her that um, maybe the, that the, they escort the kids to the end of the driveway. Yeah. You know, like obviously sure. tell the bio mom, like this isn't okay for a lot of reasons, you know, not okay for us. And if you're going to continue to do this, we'll escort them down. Right. And I just think that if you make it, like if this is something that is an issue for whatever reason, if it's safety, if it just, it's allowed to bug you, it's intrusive. Like, that's okay. It's your home. Um, if it bugs you, you can tw- you can twerk it a little bit where it's uncomfortable enough that she won't want to do it anymore. Like it won't be worth the hassle. It won't be worth. Yeah, but that's also kind of manipulating the situation. I think that like if it's bugging you and you don't want her to do it anymore, then tell her you don't want her to do it anymore. Or if it's really that's not the heart of it. It doesn't bug you so much that she comes there, but you're just worried about the safety of the kids or you're worried about the way the kids are doing it, like get to the heart of it, you know, set the boundaries. But if you ultimately want to deter her from doing this, I don't think that escorting the kids down is necessarily the best way. That's more of a manipulation If it's a safety tactic. thing and you're not okay with the kids going but if you're down. Okay, but if you're okay with alone. her just showing up and you're going to escort them down and that's just going to be the standard and you're down to do that, yeah, okay, then do it. But if you're like, you don't want her coming over, so you're just going to escort the kids down there so she'll stop doing this, like, then man up and tell her to stop doing this. Yeah. Well, of course you try that. But the problem is is that she contacts the kids and creates their own plan. But you need to lay down the law with the kids then. So put it on the kids? No. Tell the kids that it's not all right, that when she calls you and tells you this, that you're not going to just run out the door and go running to her you're gonna come let us know and you're gonna ask us first you're not gonna just you know go running down the, the driveway like that's not acceptable that's not the way it's gonna work in our house and we're not gonna this isn't gonna happen anymore so next time mom's gonna bring you something over you're gonna come over you're gonna ask us first and we're gonna either tell you yes or no and if it becomes a problem further you're gonna tell mom this isn't happening anymore you're the king of the castle. Like, set your own rules. Yeah, but then don't make your kids the messenger. Like, no. I also feel like you don't put kids in the middle and you don't have kids speak on your behalf. Like, you know, you need to you handle that. To, yeah, you don't need to tell the kids not to, you know, to tell mom she can't do this anymore. You tell mom that she can't do this anymore. Yeah. But if yeah. it's okay that she does, then you tell the kids how it's going to be done. Yeah. <sighs> Intrusive parents. Manipulative parents. Manipulative parents. Um, doing right by your bio child, especially, so last topic for the night, you guys. So, um, and then I can eat? Then you can eat. Doing right by your biological child, especially with everyone under one roof during this pandemic. <laughs> I had pandemic. Yeah. Sorry, I got an accent for a minute. I had someone write me today on Instagram, and she's just like, I'm really struggling, like, right now because all the kids are under one roof and I guess she's not it sounds like she's not getting a break but her uh, biological kids are like I miss you mom like I just miss you one-on-one time 
Um, and she's not able to get that. And then she feels bad. You know, it's that, that push pull of like, I want to do right by them, but I, you know, it's, it's a sticky wicket right now when everyone's just there. Yeah. Go on walks, you know, do little things, you know, maybe it's, you go on walks with just your kids every so often or just your husband every so often, um, find creative ways to separate the household a little bit, you know? And that's what she said she's doing. She's just like, I try to come up with ways to create special time with my biological child or children without my two step children feeling left out. Right. And I just think that it's okay to spend alone time with any and all kids in your family. You know, some kids don't want alone time with a parent or step parent because they do not have that bond. And some kids really do. And I think that you need to take the pressure off yourself with making everything so even and perfect and, you know, I feel like kids are resilient and kids will adapt and kids understand what's going on too. And you can explain to kids a lot, you know, they're smart. So, um, it's again, we walk wires. I told her, I said, being a, being a mom or a stepmom, we swallow a lot of sand. We walk a lot of wires. We have lots of party tricks, party tricks, but I don't think you should feel wrong or guilty for wanting to spend alone time with your biological children I have two in our household and I often try to spend, pick one and spend a little bit of time with them and then pick the other, you know, like even amongst multiple biological children, for sure, you know, have special time and that's okay. And explain to the other kids, like, we're just going to have some time and like, why don't you and I go do something later? If you feel like it's going to hurt feelings, you know, and don't feel guilty about it. No. Yeah. So thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Thanks, guys. We appreciate all of you. Like we said at the top of the hour, don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, leave those feedbacks and those reviews on yeah. whatever you're listening to because it helps us out. Stay safe. And stay we just well. Do this because we love you and we love our blended families. And we're so grateful that you guys are part of it. So thank you, guys. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next week. Spread the word. Bye, you guys. Bye. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.